come into the world, my child. Awaken to life, my child. Life is good, you will see. Come into the world, my child. by France Bebe um, and so the whole forest awaits you Faiza <laughs> <laughs> Khan um, so just to give a little introduction uh, to the guest today uh, he is a long friend of mine we've lived together, together for many years in Manchester and now we're both in Devon um, and Faiza is working on an exotic mushroom farm so Welcome, Faiza. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Gabriel. Um, so the element that we want to discuss today, or the idea we want to sort of link this theme, this conversation into is ground. And um, we are freestyling it. We don't know where this is going to go. Um, but may the winds be with us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, can you can you just talk us a little bit about like what what you've been doing on the farm and yeah, yeah just f you know basic uh, introduction to what mushroom farming involves. Yeah, so um, yeah, mushroom farming, uh, exotic mushroom farming is uh, yeah. So when uh, what you do on a mushroom farm is uh, so there's different processes. So you mix the substrate to grow mushrooms. You need substrate and you need to uh, you need to, what's the word, not fertilize, but... Is it uh, inoculate? Inoculate, yeah, you have to inoculate, but yeah. you, also, you also have to, um, yeah, there's another process involved where you have to just steam up the bags mm. to kill all the bacteria. Uh, so you mix a substrate, you kill the bacteria, and then you inoculate. Right. And uh, you inoculate with a spawn, and then you mix the bag, and then you let it uh, inoculate in a room. 
mm-hmm. and then you let the mycelium grow, take over the bag, and then you so the mycelium is for people listening in. Yeah, that's like the root system of the mushrooms. The root right? system of mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, it's also considered the yeah the before uh myceli- before a mushroom can grow, you need the root system to just create this fruiting body to come mm. out, pop out. And so the fruiting body, that's the actual mushroom. That's the actu- actual mushrooms. Yeah, mycelium mm. is like a like a a whole compound of mushroom. Mm. Like becomes a mushroom. Mycelium becomes mushroom. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, because I was, you know, this is a little bit of an off the wall analogy, but <laughs> you know, when you get in bread and you get that sort of green fungi. Fun- oh yeah, the mold. By the time the you see mold. the mold, yeah, like the whole bread is finished because yeah. that's just the fruiting body. The fruiting body, yeah, you know, of so that. people think, oh, the, the bread's fine. Yeah, yeah. But actually, that whole bread is covered in a network. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's similar to what that's similar. Yeah, is, mycelium right? is yeah. So the bread is basically as a substrate. You could use bread as a substrate. Okay. So you could use that as a uh, like what we use is wood chip. Mm-hmm. So you could use wood chip instead of bread. Like bread would create mold. Mm-hmm. Wood chip would create whatever mushroom you inoculate the the bags with. So what right. we have is king oysters, yeah. shiitakes, and lion's mane. So you use different spawns for different kind of mushrooms. Amazing. Yeah. yeah I mean, for me, mushrooms, and, and I, you have a much better understanding it, but yeah. for me, it's like going into a moonscape. Yeah. And it's, it's more science. Than it is very science <laughs> Very, very science There's a lot of maths involved, mm. a lot of science, and a lot of, like, our enemy is uh, an unseen enemy. Mm. So what we're trying to battle against is like bacteria, mm-hmm. everyday bacteria. You know, we, we're fighting against mold. Different kind of mold, I guess. Fungi is one type of mold, and mm. uh, the other kind of molds that we're trying to fight away from. An unseen enemy. An unseen enemy. That yeah. Sounds like COVID as well. Yeah. <laughs> you're 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 looking into the whole the whole spectrum. The whole spectrum. <laughs> yeah. The unseen enemy. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think that's what mushrooms are just uh, like. They fascinate me because once yeah. you start to look at mushrooms, and mm. you're not only looking at at that particular thing, you're looking at consciousness. Conscious, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. mind beneath our feet. Yeah, exactly. And also the idea, well, the fact that we came from mushrooms as well. Mushrooms were the first species to occupy land. Mm. And we came from a lineage of mushrooms. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I right in saying that, so mushrooms actually came from the ocean. They like collected in pools of water. And then yeah. they sort of grew out of that. Grew like out, yeah, as basically, fungus. as fungus. Yeah, they were the, like the first species to come out of water and uh, com- uh, occupy land, basically, just be on the land. Wow. And they were like, one of the tallest uh, species uh, on Earth. Yeah. At the, be- in the, beginning. At the be- in the beginning, the beginning of time, beginning of uh So when you say the ta- tallest species, how tall are we talking? We're talking taller than trees. We're talking, they found... Uh, some wow. really huge mushrooms, yeah, very, very big mushrooms. They're still finding wow. more and more mushrooms, yeah. And they're buried in like volcanic like areas and they're still discovering a lot, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it's it? It's amazing, yeah, amazing yeah. It's amazing to see that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, There's so a- much we don't know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a great start to the show. Yeah, sure. Um, and the, the first song that we played, Forest Nativity, mm. um, and I, I, I always love the idea that when you tread on the ground, mycelium, that network of mycelium is yeah. is just, it stretches for, I, I, I don't know the exact figures, but I've heard maybe 20, like up to 26 miles further if you t- 
Yeah, there's different country. different types, and I think I think it's in either California or some one of the states in America where mm. there's a twenty-two thousand acre network of mycelium underground. It's the honey fungus one, mm. uh, and they're quite. There's a lot of honey fungus around the uh, woodlands in the UK as well. Uh, honey fungus is a quite interesting. Uh, Honey interesting fungus, honey fungus word. yeah good name. good name yeah <laughs> i think they've got a, a sweet taste when you eat them and they're edible as well uh but some people say they're really bad for trees because they let the trees live and then after they've had a great life they will start killing it slowly um but mm. also what what it happens over millennials what, what happens is the tree falls mm -hmm. and the mycelium bring out the water and create meadows from that tree to let, let the tree like decompose and they mm. create meadows and let life flourish in those meadows. But this happens over millennial. But what happens usually is honey fungus will kill a tree uh, for its own uh, nutrition value. Yeah. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Because yeah. I always felt that, you know, mushrooms had that sort of healthy symbiotic relationship with trees. Yeah. There's different types of mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of different types of mushrooms. But it sounds like they're also good. They're very, yeah, yeah. They're also so very good. Over millennial, like they will create a meadow and they'll let deers come and drink water from there. Let little uh, insects, uh, you know, come and mm. create a whole e little ecosystem, a micro ecosystem there, which right, is quite so fascinating. Death, death, death of the tree is held within a wider narrative. Wi yeah, wider narrative. Yeah, exactly. And so yeah. if you, if you look at it from a short term short perspective, term, yeah. Then they're deemed as bad. Yeah, exactly. The That's villains that we yeah yeah we like to, to. The, yeah the yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah. But in the longer narrative, longer narrative. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's really good to have that mindset where um, you're you're thinking on that scale mm. or, or try to perceive in those terms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, because there's there's a really good saying that has only just come into my mind. But you know that that like a, a drop of a drop of uh, water. Mm. Like a drop of dye in a glass of water will change the whole color of the glass. Yeah, but exactly. a drop of dye in a lake. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. So that thinking. That thinking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow, beautiful. Mm. We're already in the mushroom. <laughs> Here we are, <laughs> ladies yes. and gentlemen. Um, we're gonna go into the next song. Um, a favorite of both of ours. I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but Ansumana by Suso. Suso. Okay. Yeah. I hope this will delight your ears.
that's uh, Ansumana Suso. Um, and when we were creating this playlist, it's it's really just uh, a mix of our favorite songs. Yeah. Or the songs that we, we, we could just create a feeling from. I mean, uh, I think our, both our libraries are close to infinite. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, this is just a taste of where we're coming, um, coming from. And, and one of the ideas we were kicking around about to explore ground is... Um, yeah, the ground beneath your feet and how that, how you are in, in a relation to, to people. You know, as, as, we, as you were saying in the, about the mushrooms, mycelium is a network, hmm. you know, and I think we're, as humans, we're actually very similar to mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're very codependent. Hmm. And I think that's what COVID has kind of showed us is that actually we're much more connected than we perceive ourselves yeah. to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think capitalism has brought about you know being an individual mm. and focusing on yourself and just on your own and trying to battle the world on your own and you know keeping in line with yourself uh but you know mushrooms have mushrooms gather together you know they grow together uh and in a way we are mushrooms and mm. we need to grow together as well mm. you know like so we're definitely codependent uh on each other um and that's not to say that you need to not focus on your individual self, mm. but also to take into account what it means to be part of a community and what, do, what it means to be part of a group, mm. you know? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because we, so we met in Manchester and I think that's, that's an interesting like part of our relationship or the dynamic of our relationship is that we met in a city and it's that difference between city and countryside that fascinate is always fascinated me mm. because there's some things about a city that you can't find in a countryside that sort of like fast pace yeah um and it, i always think of like cities as coral reefs yeah you know <laughs> of, of concrete yeah. and you're just sort of like swimming around in it and that energy is really interesting for forming networks mm. um and I don't know what. How have you felt like since moving into the countryside? Like, what what has been your um, if experience of community in the countryside compared to a city? Yeah. So I mean, I've grown up all my life in cities. So I was born in Hong Kong, and then I was raised up in Sheffield, uh, and then I went to uni in Manchester. Mm. So most of my life I spent in big cities. So coming to a countryside where life is slow, um, and just everything is very you know, at a pace, uh, I think it's calmed me down a little bit. It's like made me realize what, how, why it's so important to just be present in the moment and also just the energy of people around um, around the area. Just, mm. you know, uh, everyone's more nice. Everybody wants to talk to you. Mm -hmm. And in cities, you feel more like you're running from one person to the other mm. in a way in and uh in the countryside if you it feels like you can have more of a conversation mm. uh rather than just to be uh running from one conversation to the other just trying to jump around yeah you know yeah yeah i've always found that both in cities both time and money burn mm. quicker yeah exactly yeah it does you know it's like i how, how am i making more money but I, I have less in my bank account less in your bank account, and it's yeah. also with time it's like I don't know where time is. Yeah. When when you go to the countryside, I, I remember just feeling almost the frustration as well of like how slow things take. Yeah. And yeah. actually sort of like learning to sort of adjust your clock to that. Yeah. Like I remember trying to make like having a desk made. 
yeah you know here I, I wanted a writing desk made and the pro that took so much longer yeah yeah and it's just it's the pace of the countryside but as you say there's something to learn about that. something yeah definitely learn, some, from. learn from yeah for sure mm. definitely yeah i agree yeah so you you come from sheffield mm. um what is like what what is what is your what do you what do you feel like you've learned from sheffield that you you've been able to bring to the countryside what have i learned from sheffield that i feel like i can bring to the countryside mm. or even just the cities like you the time you spent in cities mm. do you feel like there's a there's a gift there that perhaps a gift um or a different way of seeing yeah i guess the cities are what what, what have i brought from the cities i guess cities create this uh more of like a character in you mm. they create a, they create like you have so many different options to choose from and mm. then that builds on your character you know like you're always finding something different in a city to be involved in to be part of um so yeah i think that's what as uh that's what i can bring to the countryside um yeah yeah because it's, it's more it's of more a cooking pot isn't it yeah it's yeah a- yeah it's a cooking pot so you're always learning from something somewhere uh, when I came to, first came to Manchester, I didn't really know much about myself or what I wanted to do. Uh, so then coming to a city, meeting all these different people from all these different backgrounds, mm. I think that was the main thing that created my uh, stew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's that forest, it's that sort of biodiversity that you need. Yeah. Um, to have, and I think that's the sort of interesting, like the reason I kind of asked that question is because I'm really fascinated by the the relationship, the symbiotic relationship between cities mm. and countryside. Because right now we're kind of going through a city exodus. Yeah. Like people are leaving the city. City, you yeah. Know, it's so hard to find houses out here, partially because so many people are coming from London, mm. you know, to live in the countryside. And I'm just wondering, yeah, I'm I'm so intrigued about what where cities are going. Yeah. You know, the space of cities. Yeah. Like part of me is like, well, you know, maybe, yeah, now is the time to go back to the city. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's like a zig when everyone zags. Yeah, yeah, but I of course. I also completely understand that there's so much um, to be learned from the countryside and the fruit. The fruit of the country, But it's yeah. not to demonize one or the other. Yeah. You know, they're both, they're both in tandem. They're, mm. There's something coming together. They're coming together, yeah. You get, uh, yeah, you get something from the city and you get something from the countryside. But how do you get both by living in one Mm. you know yeah how do you get both by living in one yeah and and how do you bridge that and how do you bridge that yeah that's that's an interesting like struggle that i have struggle yeah there's always a part of me that yearns for the city for the city yeah when i'm in the countryside and there's always part of me yeah that yearns for the countryside when i'm in the city the city yeah (laughs) maybe that's just the the struggles of being human i'm not sure yeah um it's definitely fascinating to to explore mm. um, and so we're going we're carrying on um, we ha- we had to dedicate some music to to Africa Ghana yeah uh, we just we just uh, you could even argue rhythm comes from Africa yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah chamber music Balek Suseki up next <laughs> Thank you. 
So that's Balak Soseki uh, from the album Chamber Music. And in the interlude, when we were listening to that song um, and the way the conversation is going, I think it's just, it's really fascinating to see how when you allow conversation just to flow from, from the beginning, from seemingly nowhere, like how your brain begins to form connections and, you know, the synapses send signals and that forms a conversation, you know, and this conversation, we, we really don't know what we're doing, what we're saying, where we're going. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the excitement. I think that's more and more as uh, I do this radio show, I feel like that's what I want to bring, that feeling of delving into the unknown hmm. and being being present and and being open to the possibility of just not knowing. Hmm. Um, and I think, um, yeah, the way this conversation is going, Fazer said, we want to go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... I thought we would talk a little bit about the ground that we stand on. Um, and we may have met in Manchester, but um, yeah. I mean, t tell us a little bit about where you've come from mm. um, and how that story has led to where you are today. Okay. Just a little snippet. Just a little snippet. Okay, yeah. So my background, I guess I can say, is... Uh, Pakistani. I was raised in a Muslim household in uh, Sheffield and we were part of a very bigish, a smallish, medium-sizish uh, uh, medium community of Muslims, Pakistani Muslims mm. who lived in a small town called Darnall in the city, city of Sheffield. Mm. Um, and that's, that's where I was like raised up uh, around those people. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's my background. That's where I come from. But, you know, I've never really felt very comfortable in that background because there's always this ideology of the religion behind me all the time to follow this religion and to, um, to obey, obey the religion and to follow it with, without questioning it. And that never really felt comfortable with, with myself. Uh, mm. So going to university was, I think, a big change for me to, you know, have that change from coming from a very conservative Muslim background to, you know, being very open and trying to change myself within that openness and within that setting. Um, so, yeah, my background is Pakistani um, and I'm, I guess I'm still looking for a place to put my roots in, mm. I guess. Um, so yeah, that's the journey I'm on right now, and that that's the journey that's I'm taking right now. Mm. Uh, so the Manchester Manchester was quite an interesting place for me to explore my identity. Uh, I didn't really have much education, you know, my education was very minimal. Uh, and then uh, uh, the host here gave me some books <laughs> to read, uh, and then I think that kind of opened my mind up to imagination and for. To, to creativity as well uh, and to learn as well um, and I think that started like opening up uh, a lot of doors for me a lot of opportunities uh, and then I decided to go traveling um, and that's where I explored even further myself 
uh, to see where I would end up. I guess I, I don't know where I'm, end, I'm, where I'm going, but the journey has brought me here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I, I really like what you said that, that qu- like you came, it's like you came as a question. Yeah. I think all great adventures start as a question, as a question. Not, not an answer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because the, the, your history, like the, that Pakistani history is yeah. so deep and rich. Rich. Yeah. Um, but it's also, wow. Yeah. All the ties into religion and mm. it's, it's daunting, but it's, 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 it's really beautiful to have that like mix. Mm that invitation to really accept another culture, but also know like the gifts or begin to learn the gifts of your own culture. Your own culture, And everyone, yeah. everyone then benefits. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's just really important. Yeah. But hard journey. A very hard journey, yeah. To come from a very uneducated background where, you know, what, your culture is mainly the religion, but then being open to reading and then learning about other part of my culture which is the Pakistani side and the the literature mm. coming from Pakistan uh it's very interesting you know like it's changing uh you know Pakistan is a very secular uh secular nation mm. and people are trying to change that you know mm-hmm. so it's quite interesting what's going on in those countries in that country in that country yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you feel like you've um because I, I my, my background is both my parents are English, but I was born in Ecuador. Mm. And uh, it's really interesting for me. I felt like I had to explore my own narrative yeah. to then to later go on to like look back at, okay, that's that's like Ecuador is definitely a part of me. Yeah. But I've almost felt like I had to break free from that. Yeah. And I've only like literally last this year only read a writer that's from Ecuador. Yeah. Um, and I, I just felt like it was really important to sort of go somewhere else before yeah. I went back there. Yeah. Have, do you feel like you've had a, like a chance to explore writers from Pakistan or um, literature from that, that? Yeah, I have. I have uh, recently been reading. I guess uh, I'm very fascinating, fascinated by where I come from and mm. what my culture is and how rich it is. Mm. So I'm always trying to read. I guess I'm always more excited by reading literature that comes out of Pakistan rather than literature that comes out of England yeah because uh like I said I, I don't really I haven't really found my roots in the UK mm. I identify with the culture of you know the British culture but there's something that doesn't balance out right for me in this in this culture because obviously uh my background is from such a rich culture um so yeah when I when I went to Pakistan a couple of years ago uh, even though I've never really lived there, mm. uh, there was a sense of belonging that I've never felt in the UK. Even though I've been raised up in the UK since I was six years old, mm. you know. Yeah, it's fascinating. So it's, it's very fascinating that I felt a belonging there in that culture, and I haven't found that belonging here yet. Yeah, and what is what is home? You know, what is it's, home? It's very yeah. interesting to 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 kind of contemplate that. Yeah. Um, and I, I was fascinated when. Um, you know, I, it kind of baffled me that I had to travel so far. I had to go to Japan to, you know, thousands of miles away from the UK to mm. feel a sense of home. See, yeah. Um, and I still can't get over that, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, and also the, the idea of ecology, um, mm. the ecology of a place and eco mm. comes from, I, I believe, the Greek root for home or house. Mm. And so yeah. the ecology that we're creating around us, it's very interesting to 
to explore that. Yeah, the ecology. And I, I remember the first time we were, I, I bring this story up quite a few times but when we were in Manchester and I, I first heard you speak Urdu. Yeah. And then just later on, as we you know spoke about poetry and just the language of Urdu is just it's poetic. Poetic, yeah. It's a very poetic language and it comes from Persian, you know, the language comes from Persia. But the spoken spoken language is very similar to Hindi, but the written language is very similar to uh, Persian mm. Persian language. Mm. And to to read Urdu is a very powerful experience. You know, mm. it's just like it's a very poetic language. It just flows naturally. Like uh, I I don't believe any other language does that. You know, not Urdu. in that way. Not in that way. Not yeah, that. it's very specific. Very specific. It. Yeah, the poetry yeah. is. I I really wish I could you know, read Urdu in, without the translation. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like reading sheets of music. I yeah. sometimes feel like... Yeah, it's very, very soothingly pleasant to hear. Mm. Yeah. And um, so the course the course that I'm studying on Poetics of the Imagination, one of the um, aspects of our course is we study like Arthurian tales. Mm. And it's actually really fascinating that Arthurian tales came like uh, have came from Iran and and have mm. that like roots roots yeah you know so it's it's kind of like what is you know when you look further and further so many like cultures are just rubbing up against one another and yeah you know what like even the English language it's just it's just stolen from well the reason why English is such a is such a wealthy language such a rich language is because it's stolen from so many other cultures yeah you know the larders of other cultures and, yeah. and made it and, and adopted it into into English. Into English, yeah. So that constant growth. Yeah. You know, it's literally growing. That, yeah. That sort of forest, if if you think to think of words as a forest. Forest, yeah. You know, it's just it's it's beautiful to all those species that, because it's it's really fascinating the language we use around like ecology as well. You know, what's native and what's evasive, mm. like evasive species. Yeah. It's like I'm not you know like Himalayan balsam. It's like yeah. an eva evasive species. Yeah. Um, and it's just that, la like, that word evasive is... Evasive. Yeah, what does it mean? It's uh, it's, it's mm. quite harsh. Yeah, yeah, evasive. Um, okay. And, but, yeah, I just think that as, as, as cultures grow, as, like, biodiversity grows, I think it, it everyone um, benefits from it. Mm. If it's, if it's held and seen yeah. in the right space. Definitely, yeah. I agree yeah there's there's you know there's obviously there's there's other like of course some things are not good in large quantity hmm. but it's oh, it's it I, i'm really interested in just talking about it. it's an absolute minefield <laughs> um and we don't have the, we don't have the, the capacity or space in this in this uh, conversation yeah to um to explore that yeah but yeah urdu wow what mm. a beautiful what a beautiful language beautiful language yeah and Very the beautiful. next song that we have um, is by Alabaster de Plume, who's one of our favorite artists actually from Manchester. And the song is called I Don't Know. <laughs> <laughs> so the truth is, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody does. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've had this with other languages, but like, I love looking at Urdu and not knowing what it means. Yeah, I love the idea of listening to music and not knowing what it means and right. just be feeling it rather than understanding the words. Right. You know? Just feeling the music. Feeling the, the music. The feeling, yeah, yeah. The feeling of music. The feeling over over just like thinking. Thinking, just, We want to yeah. jump on thinking. Yeah. We're, we're just always, always jumping on thinking. Yeah, we always, always want to know what's going on and yeah. what's, what, what they're saying. And everyone's always curious about 
what people are saying but the feeling mm. i think is always uh shunned aside and it's important just to relax into the feeling wow what an introduction to the song yeah let us relax let us relax i don't know by alabaster de please <laughs> <laughs> conversations I, I'm aware are, are becoming a little wilder <laughs> as they go along I think um, 
but the next song, um, Geometra del Universo, I, th I think, yeah, phase of please so, introduce it. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give a little introduction to this song. Um, so this song of uh, me and Gabe, I think both found it the same way. We were just in the in the metaverse, I guess, or the universe of Spotify. And it came about by just chance operations. And we were just looking around for music that, I guess, fitted into the mood of the playlist that we were creating. And we both stumbled upon this song. Uh, and it's by Colleen. And she, she's, she's a very interesting artist. I guess she tells a story with her instruments. Mm. That's the best way I could, could describe her. Beautiful. That's, I, think, I think we'll keep this one short and sweet. The Wearing of the Heart, Colleen, Geometria del Universe. say their face that it was the instruments the story of the instrument the story of it, the instruments yeah wow that's I, I love that phrase yeah i think i'll steal that and pocket that for another <laughs> time um so we're coming to the end of the show and we have 
two more songs that we'd like to play for you. Um, East Breeze by a man called OK Timez and Vesna, which uh, Faisal will introduce. But we went to see East Breeze in London. We actually travelled all the way to, from Manchester to London hmm. and back. Back, yeah. Just to see uh, the master at work. The master, yeah. Um, but it's uh, the title of the album is A Drummer of Two Worlds. Drummer of Two Worlds, yeah. And I think what we were just talking about, actually, when um, that song was playing, the previous song was playing, was that we come from different backgrounds and we sort of share that sort of different perspective on life. Yeah. Um, and yeah, to see from the eyes of a foreigner, to see from the eyes of something that's not from this land, Yeah. you know, and, and what questions, what, what gifts does it bring? I think that's, yeah, I think we, we don't have time to fully explore that, mm. but I think that's something to ponder on. Ponder on, yeah. As we play the next song, East Breeze by OK Timmers. That's a small snippet of East Breeze, and we we were always aware that we would run out of time. We we could talk on and on. Um, <laughs> the, the the possibilities are endless when Phase run out here in the room. Um, so yeah, there's one last song that Phase wants to introduce and sort of close the show. Hmm. Please please enlighten us. So this song is called Vesna. So the song is called Vesna, and it's 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 a uh, it's a song about a journey uh, and it's a song about all of our journeys, I guess, in a way. Uh, and it's a song about what, what, does, what does a journey mean and 
what, how do you explain a journey to somebody? What, what are the questions about journey? And I guess you can never answer those questions. It's never a, an easy answer to give when you're asked about your journey. Where do you come from? Uh, where are you heading? That's the biggest question that you get asked in this modern age is where are you heading? Where are you going? And most people will have an answer to that, but they, they, they in their hearts of hearts won't know exactly where they're going. So this song is about a journey, I would say. Uh, and yeah, listen to it with your hearts open. Brilliant. Thank you, Faiza. Every track has been beautifully, beautifully put into words. And uh, with that, we leave you with Vesna. Hopefully, uh, Faiza will join us on the show again. And uh, yeah, what the future holds, we don't know. But let us continue with this momentum. And uh, good night. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoy the last song of the evening.